Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I'm your host, Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. From lost trauma, disappointments and devastation to healing hope and betterment, what has grounded me is my unbreakable spirit. We all have that spirit within us. Every week, I'm here to inspire you with stories of perseverance and growth. My mission is to help you crush self-limiting beliefs and to be unapologetically you. You are your only limit, so take action today. Let your unbreakable ride begin now. This episode is brought to you by Blue Skies Life, a lifestyle brand with high quality, ethical, and sustainable products. There are products for your mind, body, and home, everything from calming tea and luxurious shea butter to Turkish towels and silk kimonos. The holiday season is upon us, so start getting these one-of-a-kind gifts now. Go to blueskieslife.com, that's B-L-U-S-K-Y-S, L-I-F-E dot com and use code BU20 to get 20% off your order today. We are here at the Born Unbreakable podcast. It might be your first time joining the podcast. Maybe you were scrolling through your podcast selection and decided to pick me today. And if you did that, I'm so grateful. And if you're back, I'm so grateful too, because Today, I have a guest that I am such a fangirl for. So, and Darcy knows this. We just talked about this before I clicked record on this interview, but I have Darcy Luoma with me. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and then I'm going to be quiet so she can start talking. But let me, let me say a few things. Darcy is the creator of Thoughtfully Fit, which we're going to spend time talking about today. She is a master certified coach. She's a dynamic facilitator, an inspiring motivational speaker. She's the owner of Darcy Luoma Coaching and Consulting. This is incredible. She's worked in 48, 48 industries and more than 500 organizations to create high-performing people and teams. And the media has named Darcy the region's favorite executive coach four times. Yeah, I know these numbers, you're like listening to me going, can I hear her properly? Yes, four times. And in addition to her thriving business, I love this, Darcy is also the mom of two energetic teenage daughters. She loves adventure travel, so we have that in common. And this is super cool. You compete in triathlons. That's like, could be its own podcast episode. <laughs> but I couldn't, well, it's, so I was telling Darcy this because I'm totally in fan fangirl moment. Um, I had my dim sum lunch, like scarfing it down before this interview so I could have the proper energy for this. And my mom brought in the mail and I got, for those of you who are like, I can't even hold the book straight. <laughs> for those of you watching the interview, I got Darcy's book in the mail, like literally in time for this interview. And I cannot wait to dig in. It's Thoughtfully Fit, your training plan for life and business success. I told her I was gonna sleep with it under my pillow. That sounds maybe slightly creepy. But um, with all of that being said, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. <laughs> oh, this is, yeah, this is, this is such a delight because I think what you are doing, you and your team is, is so great. So we're going to get into Thoughtfully Fit, but before we do that, I want to learn more about you. Before Darcy was coach, consultant, tell me a little bit about your story and how you started down this path into co coaching and consulting. Yes. Uh, well, I spent about 17 years in politics working in, uh, I worked in a governor's office. I worked for a couple of presidential campaigns. I did national advance. Um, I worked for a U.S. senator for 12 years running his office in Madison. Uh, I was on the front lines in Florida on the presidential recount. If you remember the hanging chads uh, in Florida with the Gore Bush. So I had this whole career uh, 
and came back to Madison after the, the, the presidential recount and I was exhausted. And I got a call from our, our, one of our U.S. senators here asking if I was interested to come and run his office. And I said, oh my gosh, no, <laughs> I am done with politics. I'm exhausted. And um, so he is the most incredible, kind-hearted person, took me to dinner. And I, I said, you know what, I'll give you six months while you're searching for a full-time director. And that six months turned into 12 years. <laughs> so when, yeah, exactly. So when he announced that he was not going to be seeking reelection, that's when I hired my own coach to, because everybody thought I would stay in politics, myself included, and, and in the government and campaign field and sector. And so my coach at that time asked me a question does that changed the trajectory of my entire life she said darcy if you were to make a decision right now on what your next chapter is and you looked back in 10 years and you had no regrets what would you do and that question, I mean, it might shut down somebody. It lit me up. I was, I'm like, really? I can answer that? I'd start my own business. I'd, I'd, I'd be a full-time motivational speaker and coach and consultant. I would focus on creating high-performing people and teams. I would focus on using the last 17 years of seeing people not behaving thoughtfully and not getting the results they want, to, to be able to use those lessons to help others achieve peak performance. And so she almost immediately, as, as I said that with excitement, almost immediately the, the inner trash talk started. Um, and you know you can't do that. You have a family of four. You're the sole breadwinner. You need health insurance. You need a salary. So almost immediately, I was shutting down that whole idea. So she helped me work through all of that trash talk, those those inner gremlins, the obstacles, so that I, January 2nd, 2013 was my last day with the U.S. Senate. And January 3rd, I launched my business. And it hasn't quite been 10 years yet, but I can tell you, I have no regrets. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. And I, I have to give you so much credit because I don't even think I've ever said this on any of my podcasts. I was a political science major. I know, I read that. <laughs> I was cyber stalking you. <laughs> the about it is that, you know, um, my business partner called me the other day, Bambi, and I've also been called Bleeding Heart. And so people, people like, Des, like, what would you do in politics? You'd probably cry. And, you know, so anyways, needless to say, I became a coach and consultant, much like you in a different, in a different way. But um, I just give so much credit, you know, for my friend, my fellow folks that went into politics in different ways, because it's not easy. I mean, I'm a, I'm a citizen, I'm a part of the voting process, and I do my part in that regard. But being in it, and the way you were in it is so much work. And so when you said exhausting, I was like, I can imagine that. So, and then to all, then shift to being entrepreneur, you know, it's like one major task to another major task of building a business from the ground up. Which has different challenges. There's the, the the safety that comes with having a salaried full time position. So so that was gone, and that was scary, because I I was the sole breadwinner for our family for, mm -hmm. and I had never not had health insurance and stability. Um, on the other hand, I all of a sudden could create my. I, my my destiny i could i could be stepping into my passion 
in a way that I never would have given myself permission to do if I didn't have a coach champion me and, and cheerleading me to, to ultimately take that yeah. step, that leap. Well, this, and this is great because there's someone right now listening to this podcast saying to themselves, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I really want to do this thing, but I am terrified. What would you tell that person that's sitting where you were a decade ago? Yeah, there are probably a lot of people out there feeling the way you just described. And what I would tell them is you can, you can, you can give yourself permission and you can do it. And the, the, the bigger the leap, the bigger the trash talk. So our saboteurs want status quo. They weren't comfortable. They want what's known. And so for me, when I, when I, when I declared that in that moment, in that session and sort of shocked myself, um, and I got so excited, I'm like, oh, I would, I would work with organizations and teams and individuals. I'd be doing coaching and consulting and team coaching. It was so clear to me and the energy was so high. And so quickly that, well, I, you know what, I had so many voices that, 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 that trash talk, I lovingly called them my itty bitty shitty committee. (laughs) And and the the loudest (laughs) one was little Miss Perfect Pants. I got to know her so well, I named her. And so what I would tell somebody that's sitting there saying, you have a dream, you have a goal, you have a wish, and you don't know if you can, you can. And if you have trash talk, that's okay. Use it to fuel your business plan to whatever. Maybe it's not a business plan. Maybe you want to be a yoga instructor. Maybe you want to get certified to be a coach. Maybe you want to quit your job, whatever it might be. So for me, that voice, that little Miss Perfect Pants, she was saying, you can't do this. You, you don't have an MBA. You're not an entrepreneur. You don't know how to run a business or write a PL. You don't know how to market. And what I realized was she was scared. I was scared that I would fail, that I would look stupid. And so I used all of that, um, that negative self-talk to say, okay, then, then let me make sure that I do my due diligence in the places and ways I can to set myself up for success. I'm not going to blindly jump. And so I hired a business coach. I talked to my husband and I said, the majority of businesses fail in two years. So are you willing to continue on the home front? Mr. Mom, full time. He said, I'm all in. He did the Girl Scout cookie selling, he did the, <laughs> the, the, the grocery shopping, the cooking, the dance appointments and recitals and taking the kids, you know, taxing and all of that. And I focused on building my business and focused on addressing those deficits that, that let me know perfect pants was right. I didn't have an MBA. So I worked really hard to have a strong business plan to make sure that I had an anchor client so that when I ultimately jumped, I wasn't operating out of fear and I could pay my mortgage. So you can do it. If you have a dream, dream it. Don't deny it. Wow. That is awesome. You were eyes wide open and I love that it was a team sport. You got in there with your business coach and your husband. You were like, look, this is the deal. (laughs) And you just charged with it full on. And you don't, I mean, you know, if you're listening right now and, and listening to Darcy, it's like you get the answers along the way too, right? It's not like they all come at once and you wake up and they're just laying there for the taking. There's going to just be some things that as you go, you grow. And that's just kind of how it works. So I'm excited to be able to ask you about thoughtfully fit. So I want to say 
these are six themes of obstacles that you found, and you could talk about it a little bit more, um, that, that co happen commonly. So I'm going to mention them for the listener. And I want to also say that you can actually find out what your obstacle is that you might be facing at darcyluoma.com because there's a quiz that you can take. And I know because I just took it so I can be very vulnerable and tell you what my <laughs> like results were. And it was spot on. Um, okay, so the six themes of obstacles are stillness. And this is when you say there's so much to do, I can't even think. Mm -hmm. The second is strength. And this is when I don't always handle myself the way that I want to. The third is endurance. I feel stuck. The fourth is flexibility. I'd be fine if only you were different. Number five is balance. I have relationships that aren't working. And number six is agility. I react poorly when I'm blindsided. I got endurance. Uh, I feel stuck and I, I and know I know what it is. What it is. So, so it was like right. right all up in my face. I was like, yeah. So that resonated. Uh -huh. You you took the quiz and that feeling stuck really spoke to you that that's where, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and thank you for sharing that. Here you are, this amazing woman leader with a podcast who's out putting herself out there that you also can get stuck and feel stuck. Yeah. Oh, it's so real. And I mean, and that's why I, it's so important to that. Growth and development is an iterative process. It, it is not this place, it is not this destination that you arrive to and, and you're done. You know, it's forever. We are learning and growing and expanding our perspective all the time. But even as an entrepreneur and somebody who's, you know, many of all of us that are here right now have probably accomplished some pretty phenomenal things, but there's also things in front of us that, oh, you know, we kind of overthink or get in our own head and taking the leap of faith or overcoming some of the hurdles is just a process that we have to work through, you know? And so I would love to know what, sparked your investigation and your analysis on this and how was thoughtfully fit born it was born because i well so i've been a triathlete i just finished my 23rd season and the first time i did a triathlon was in 1998. my girlfriend called me and she said saturday there's a triathlon i think we should do it together and i naively said okay and off we went. Uh, I got there, Des, and I was like, uh, okay, wait, where do you change after you get out of the lake? And I had no idea. You, you don't change. You actually wear the same thing in the bike, the swim and the bike and the run. And then I get down to the lake and I see everybody in wetsuits and I'm like, oh my God, am I supposed to have a wetsuit? And I, I, I got, you know, the gun went off and I did this race and I was miserable. It was so hard. It was so awful. It was called the devil's challenge. So that should have been like oh. my red flag. And I decided in that moment, oh my gosh, I will never do that again. 23 times right. later you're here. Right. So <laughs> I, right. So, so I then, uh, you, you always have choices in life. And so I, I had a choice. I can call it a day and be done. That was a miserable. I tried it. Or I can choose to get a coach. I can choose to go to some triathlon clinics. I can choose to sign up for an open water swim class and learn, like, how do you sight in a lake when there's no lanes and there's, right? There, it, it. And I started to train and practice. And let me tell you what, what's funny, I just did the Devil's Challenge 23 years, the exact same race. 
I did it 30 minutes faster than I went when I was 28. I'm now 50. I mean, and it was so much easier and so much more fun. Was the race easier? No, the race was the same. The hills were the same. But because I had trained and practiced, I was more fit. So it felt easier. So I started to notice with my clients, they come into coaching and they had the same problems, the same obstacles, the hurdles that you just described. Different players, different details, different flavors, but the core essence of all my clients came down to these six hurdles that were they were, they were getting in the way of their own success. So I developed the Thoughtfully Fit model after thousands of hours of coaching my clients to help them overcome those hurdles. And that's in, indeed what Thoughtfully Fit is. How do you handle yourself thoughtfully no matter the obstacle? So that instead of overreacting and, and making things worse or silently stewing and getting resentful and making things worse because you're not addressing it, Thoughtfully mm -hmm. Fit is a model that helps you to be able to handle any obstacle. Whether it's small, you have a coworker who is really annoying. <laughs> or whether it's big, you feel stuck in your relationships, in your life, in your job. You can handle yourself thoughtfully so that you can get back to doing what you do best. Yes. It's, it's a process, isn't it? But I love, you know, earlier when you were talking about Miss Perfect Pants, because I named that crazy critic person just recently. Her name's Cruella. Love it. Yeah, she needs to calm down. I want to um, see Cruella and Bambi go head to head. It's <laughs> like, what does that look like? That would be an interesting interaction. But it's... Uh, naming something puts you back in the driver's seat. I think that's the thing. So, you know, and that's what I love. So if you're, if you're listening right now and you're wanting to get a gauge on where you are and you go and take that quiz, it's awesome because once you name it, this obstacle, then you can address it. And now you've got a place to focus. And that's, that's what I think is Terrific. And that's it. what you and I both do when we're coaching clients. It's about helping them create awareness. And then when you have new awareness, you have access to different actions. So the mm -hmm. quiz, and you can go to DarcyLoma.com or if somebody doesn't remember that, ThoughtfullyFit.com takes you directly to the quiz, Perfect. can tell you your biggest hurdle. And then mm -hmm. the strategies to overcome that hurdle. Because the good news yeah. is, we're, we're, I mean, the reality is we are flawed. We're broken. We have challenges. People are annoying. The good news is if you train to handle those challenges well, they will feel easier. Just like if you train to be physically fit, taking the stairs feels easier when the elevator's out. And so you can train and practice and be able to overcome those hurdles and go for it, whatever it is that you want to go for, instead of having to um, be cleaning up the mess from not handling the conflict, the chaos, the challenges well in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to be able to, you know, one, one of the things that I'm just such a big advocate for is action. That's why I always say, and I, I repeat myself so much, it probably sound like a broken record. You are your only limit. So take action because at least it's one step closer to where you want to be because staying where you are just means that you're further away from the goal line. You know, if you at least take a step, you're getting closer to it, right? It's still gonna, it's still gonna take you some time. But I'd love to just maybe walk through each of these and and just talk about, you know, what's a, what's a strategy if you're if you're falling into any of these, and we'll talk about the book in a moment. But it's just a little bit of a flavor of what you can be thinking through. So let's say somebody is, there's just so much to do, and I can't quiet my mind. What? What might we suggest 
for that person who's feeling that way. With all of the challenges and hurdles that we find that we struggle with, there, if you play back what's happening in your life, you can get to the source. So for instance, um, and, and it's always, it always comes back to our thoughts. Okay. Our thoughts determine yeah. our actions. So let's just say, Des, you get an email from uh, a friend saying, oh my gosh, I'm on this new nonprofit board and you would be perfect to chair the fundraising committee. First meeting is next Thursday. And so your first thought is, oh, if I say no, she'll be upset. Or your first thought is, oh, this is such a good organization. How could I possibly not, that'd be too selfish if I didn't do this. And so you act on that and you reply and say yes. And next Thursday comes and it's five o'clock and you got, you just want to be done for the day. And you're like, doggone it. I got to leave in a half hour to get to this meeting. And you do that over and over and over again because you're wanting to put value out in the world. And your thoughts are saying, you have to say yes. You can't say no. And all of a sudden, your calendar is overwhelmed. That is a hurdle where you're getting in your own way. Now, what you can do is then the core of the model, a thoughtfully fit. So just like if you want to be physically fit, you strengthen your core. Every movement's easier. You're less likely to get injured. At the core of thoughtfully fit, there are three simple steps that work no matter what of those six hurdles is your biggest. You pause. Oh, good. Now we're getting juicy. Now we're getting juicy. Step one, you have to pause. You've got to get off of autopilot. Step two, you think. You ask yourself some questions, just like you ask your coach, your clients, when you're coaching them, you ask them questions to create new awareness, and then you act. And so when you get that email, you, you instead of just looking at the calendar and kind of on autopilot saying yes and putting our calendar, you pause and you think, how does this opportunity, whatever I'm being asked to do, align with my work-life balance, align with the vision for my business, align with my wanting to get more sleep and take care of myself more. And you don't look at it in a vacuum because with stillness, if you're looking at opportunities that are coming your way that are hard to say no to in a vacuum, of course you're going to say yes because they're good things we're being asked to do. So instead you pause and think, how does this align with where I'm at in life and how much energy I have? And then you act thoughtfully. And in that case, it might be saying, Thank you so much. I love this nonprofit. I love you. I love that you thought of me. And right now, I cannot take on another commitment. I'm so grateful. And I'm happy to write a check and be your first donation. Or I'm happy to connect you to somebody else who I know does want to have some more volunteering in their life. I just had coffee and she said she's looking for servant leadership. But you slow it down and pause and think before you act. So then you can act more thoughtfully. Yeah. We don't do that, do we? I mean, it's the, here's the crazy thing, okay? I'm listening to you right now. Folks are listening to you right now going, pause, think. And it sounds simple. I mean, it's pretty straightforward when you say it out loud, yet in reality, and we, we reflect on even just this morning or yesterday, that's not how it played out. Because I think autopilot is a very comfortable place to live. It's familiar. And it's a habit. We've done it. Yeah. It's a habit. That's why that, that, that pause is essential so that you are not just reacting unconsciously, that pause gives you the chance to think, to ask yourself some thoughtful questions. The whole model of Thoughtfully Fit, my whole design was to give people the tools that I use with my coaching clients, that I use with yeah. my own life, that, that yeah. my daughters use, because I, as their mom, am ruining their life. They're teenagers, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So to give you the tools to be able to slow it down. And that pause might be um, 
counting to three. It might be a deep breath. It doesn't have to be days or, and weeks. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. It is. And, 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 and a lot of it too is just the, there's this thing that happens between emotions and rationality. And what I mean by that is it's easy for us in the moment to react first on emotion because human nature just does that. You're excitable, you know, you're sad, you're whatever state is. And once you kind of get past that initial, oh my gosh, I just got asked to be uh, leading the charity thing, then you realistically process that and you ask the questions. Do I have capacity yes. for that? Is this what I want right now? And that, you know, Beautiful. and it's logical. Yeah, absolutely. But it just doesn't happen in that order, though. Logic usually doesn't come before the emotions. Right. And so, exactly. And so what happens that gets, these hurdles get in the way is our thoughts and our emotions, uh, when they're running the show, that's when we get in trouble. Yeah. And so when you're thoughtfully fit, you slow it down. You're not, it's not that you have to have all positive Pollyanna thoughts or that you don't have any negative emotions. That's our humanity. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But you slow it down so that you're not acting on that first thought that oftentimes is a sabotaging thought. So if you get an email, right, you get done listening to this podcast and you open up your email and you have an email from somebody that says, that what you said in that meeting was absolutely inappropriate and can't happen again. And then you notice not only did they send you the email, they hit reply all. And so here in that moment, you might have you, you, some strong emotions and you might have some thoughts. What a jerk. And then if you pound out your response in the moment when you're having those emotions or those sabotaging thoughts, you are going to make things worse. And so when you're thoughtfully fit, and I say you can train for this, you you actually have to train to slow yourself down so that your new autopilot is to pause and to think, oh, okay, what do I need right now in order to not react or overreact? Or some people, their their first thought is to, to silently stew and let it build up. Or maybe your first thought is, oh my God, he's right. I can't do anything right. And then your action is to resign because you, you say, I, I'm not cut out for this. I have imposter syndrome. Whatever that first thought is, if it's a sabotaging thought, and if those emotions are strong and they're sabotaging emotions, they won't lead you to act thoughtfully. So when you can pause and say, okay, is this thought sabotaging or serving me? And then respond based, right? And if it's sabotaging you, don't let it lead to sabotaging actions. Hit the pause button, slow it down a beat. Yeah. That's the key. That is the key. And it's interesting because when I'm doing change management work with clients, one of the mantras that I often go to is slow down to speed up, which is taking the time to process, reflect, acknowledge, accept, you know, all of those things. So by the time action is taken, you're actually steps ahead because you're not leaving certain things out. You're you know, it's it seems like slow, but in the long run, it is actually an acceleration. Beautiful. So I love, you know, I love the synergy of that. So then that brings me to the book. <laughs> so you've got, you know, you 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 had these experiences. And so was it natural for you to to say book? Like what then led to hmm. to the book? Well. I launched my business in 2013. I went gonzo. 2015, I, I was blessed with more clients than I knew what to do with. And I was exhausted working so hard. So I expanded my team and I brought on six coaches and consultants. They uh, launched in January of 2016. And over this five years, I was researching and developing Thoughtfully Fit. In March of 2016, it 
all came together, the model, the six hurdles, the core, the training plan. And I was so excited. And five days later, after it was, we hired a consulting firm to and a PR firm to put it out there. I heard a strategic planning consultants to say, okay, how do we maximize and, and really help create a movement to thoughtfully fit? Five days later, I got a phone call from my neighbor. And she said, Darcy, where are you? And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm at a meeting. Why? I mean, I'm surprised I even picked up the phone, Des, right? She said, there are 40 or 50 police cars and a SWAT team surrounding your house. There, there are more guns than I, I can't even tell you. And they just took John out in handcuffs and took him away in the squad car. I said, what? What? My husband? What are you talking about? My husband? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. I happened. My life in that moment became my worst nightmare. It wasn't even my worst nightmare because I had never had a nightmare this, 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 this bad before. Yeah. Like you can't even compare it to anything because it's just Nothing. that bad. Can't even compare it. I mean, no, no, no scenario would I have ever played out that my husband would be taking, taken away in a swag car. You're like, what episode of what thing am I even? Well, right you know, now? that's interesting. You say that because uh, you you may be too young to remember to catch a predator. What? Do you remember? Did you watch? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So for those in your audience and your fans who don't remember to catch a predator, that was a show that they set up. It was a, a sting for operation for um, typically it was men who were, um, you know, having inappropriate, illegal. Inappropriate. That's still on today. I still see it. I mean, or maybe I don't know if it's old ones that they, that you know, they made fascinating. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I secretly like watching like true crime and like, you know, all that kind well, of that's stuff. That's what but my yes. life became true crime. So what they don't show when they're taking away this, this suspect is what's happening with the family at home. I became the family at home. So my husband was arrested the day before our 10-year wedding anniversary for sexual assault of a minor he had met online. What and he was put in jail and he never came home. He was ultimately convicted of 10-year prison sentence and a felony. And our daughters, who had never gone a day in their life without their dad, I mean, he did bedtime routines and made breakfast. He did everything. He was ripped out of our lives with one phone call. And I, the, the charges were so severe. It was all over the nightly news and newspaper and social media, his mugshot. The charges were so severe that I had to hire my own attorney, criminal defense attorney, um, because we didn't know if I was at risk thinking that I was part of this. And my attorney said, Darcy, don't talk to anybody about anything. We don't know what's going on. Don't you are in the midst of a huge legal crisis. Don't talk to anybody about anything. And I tell you what, I became ground zero to test drive those strategies that I had just finalized and thoughtfully fit. I became my own client to test drive because I now had those, those hurdles you talked about. So much to do, I can't even think. Feeling stuck, relationships. happening simultaneously. So all of them. Uh, reacting poorly when blindsided. I had all of them right there. And I had to, I had to figure out all of a sudden, how do I, first of all, how do I be a single parent? I didn't know how to cook. I didn't know how to get a divorce. Like, can you successfully eat Kraft mac and cheese <laughs> For the rest of your life and be okay. Exactly. Like, isn't that a legit possibility? That's right. Right. I mean, I, 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 I had more obstacles. Darcy, I can't even right now. Like, I, I am processing with you. Like, if this is not the absolute test 
for these strategies, I seriously don't even know what is. That's insane. It, it was insane. I, I can't even I can't even tell you how insane it was. This was not my life. I followed the rules. I was right? a good girl. I went right. And so all of a sudden, to be in this place where I have uh, I mean, I, it, let me just tell you the, the the news trucks, the media was out front of our house, um, and uh, and and the the story grew. And, and usually, there's you know forty eight seventy two hour news cycle, and it goes away. Well, unfortunately, there were multiple suspects. So every time a new suspect was arrested, that my husband's picture was back up. So it was this story went on for months. Well, you can you can escape it. Could for not like escape a it. I actually ended up, my sister, it was her idea. She's like, you got to get those girls out of town. Um, and and she said, you, they need to come live with me. So I sent them to my sister's house five hours away in another state and gave her legal custody so that they didn't need to be in the eye of the storm. They were too little to understand what was yeah. happening. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's emotions. That's like every emotion that you could conceivably imagine. And I'm, I, I'm so grateful right now because this is like the vulnerability, you know, this, this is life that happens. You know, if you're, if anybody's listening and, and you're thinking, because I do this, I know you've probably done this and it, you probably felt like the exactly in that moment that you're alone. You are just in the dark, deep valley of despair, all by yourself with no lifelines. We've been there in different ways. And, and hopefully nobody's had to be there in this way that you have. But if you're listening, obviously you're not alone, which means you can get to the other side. But in order to do that, you have to process which I'm sure, you know, everyone's processing time takes a little bit different, but then you need to take action. You can't stay in that. And so what was that like for you? How did you, okay, so you're in this, it's happening, you move your daughters, and then how did you, how did you, and it's hard to even say the words get past because it just seems like really big to say get past, but how did you move yeah. forward? There were so many layers of this. Um, and my instinct in that moment was serious. Siri, Siri is even serious. <laughs> I love it. She yeah. wants to chime oh, in. I, he's like, let me chime in. She doesn't even know what to say. So she's there. I love it. I, um, my instinct was to work harder. And to delve in, I had more legal bills. I mean, tens of thousands of dollars, a divorce attorney, criminal defense attorney. I had to uh, I hire a therapist for my daughter's psych child psychologist. Um, I hired a PR crisis communications firm. And my instinct was work, 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 work. And my 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 crisis communicator, um, the, the woman who who. I worked with, she said, Darcy, nobody will fault you for what your husband did, but they will fault you for not being a present mom. You need to take time off right now and focus on getting your house in order, grieving, dealing with this chaos, getting therapy. You need to you need to pause. And I tell you what does, that was the exact opposite of my instinct. I, I, and I typically feel like I have good instincts, but, and I told her that I said, I, I disagree. If I don't work, I don't get paid. I'm self-employed. I have bills. I have. And I said, but you know what? I'm going, I'm going to do it because I've hired you to help me when I'm not thinking straight. And right now life is coming at me fast and furious and there is more than I can handle. And so I hit the pause button and I did not work. And I am certain for months, 
I am certain that because of that pause, that gave me, not only gave me the opportunity, it sort of forced me to be in the mess and to not, what I, what I wanted to do was numb it out with work. I wanted to get in production mode. And I'm quite certain had I done that, I would not be here today talking about it. I would not have written a book about it. Um, my daughters would not be thriving. I would not be in a place of forgiveness for my ex-husband if I had not hit the pause button to think and really reflect deeply and grieve and you know, not run, not hide, not numb out, not be so busy to be with it. And, and that, I mean, so, so that's one piece. When you say, how did you do it there? There's so, and that, that's what I, that's what I outline in the book. All of those obstacles that I had, what I did every moment when I had a mom call and say, Darcy, if I find out there's any pictures or video of my daughter, I'm sending the mafia to your house. And my husband has ties to the mafia. Now, in that moment, you talked about emotions. Oh my God, I I was, the emotions, the thoughts, I was scared, I was angry, I was freaked out. But because I had been training and practicing a long time, pause, think, pause, 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 don't react, don't overreact, think, breathe in this moment. What's happening? She's scared. Her daughter was at our house a lot under my husband's care. She's scared. She's not acting out to me. This isn't personal. And so in that moment, because I had been training and practicing, I could pause and think and act thoughtfully and say, oh my gosh, I can understand you're scared. Instead of blowing up and acting on those sabotaging thoughts and those strong emotions. That was critical. And, and, the, and the great news is you can practice it now every day. You can train. It's just like if you want to build your core physically, you don't do 20 sit-ups once a month and call it a day. You have to be consistent and you start small. You start where you are. And so, so today when, when you hang up and or, you know finish the, the podcast and you get that angry email, that's your chance to practice and to pause and to think, okay, I'm worked up. I'm triggered. This person just criticized me in front of everybody. I could pound out a response. I could yep. ignore it and silently stew. But what else, what else is possible? What other choices do I have? What do I control right yeah. now? And you might pick up the phone and say, hey, I just got your email and I'm finding I'm feeling a little, I'm a little caught off guard. I'm feeling a little triggered. And I'm not sure if that was in your intention, but I wanted to, I wanted to touch base because I'm feeling hurt. Yeah. How different is it when you think and engage than just full, fully charge into a response? But I think you're right. You know, all day long, things are happening. Phone, a phone call, an email, a bad interaction in a grocery store, in a drive through yeah. line, uh, you know, people honking you at the street. I mean, road rage. all kinds of, yeah, road rage. Tension is built up all over the place. We're in a pandemic. People are a little, you know, worked up about stuff and understandably, because we've been at those different peak points and it's, it's such a great approach to take that purposeful pause and think about what those options are. So, I, I mean, I just, it's so powerful for you to share that. And hopefully this brought some reflection, you know, for those that are listening, but I would love to ask you a couple of questions for people to get to know you a little, a little better. Absolutely. I think this one might be a little bit easy, maybe easier than the last question that we just covered, um, which is, what are three words that best describe you? Mm. Wow. Um, curious. Mom. And compassionate. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. What is 
one thing you're working on improving right mm. now? Only one. Yeah. I think that the, the, the biggest thing right now that I'm working on is how to have patience with my daughters. We came off of 18 months. They just went back to school in September. They were home all last year and since March of 2020. And we had this wonderful, like, hunker down, like, the rest of the world didn't exist. And we were so connected. And now life just ramped back up. And they're running to volleyball practice and piano lessons. And I'm having to, to, to take them. And I'm a single mom with sole custody. And it's overwhelming. And I'm working really hard to try to access more, more patience, to try to pause more. I, I, it's interesting, Des, because I tend to be able to pause and think really well in the professional realm. And I act thoughtfully. I've I've ch I've challenged myself, and I've practiced, and I've strengthened that muscle. It's harder for me in the personal realm. Same. Same. I think that for me, it's because I've always gravitated to work because it's the one thing I feel most confident in. And when other things kind of get to me. I sort of put them to the side and put my energy into work. So it's felt like a safe space because other things are just so gray. It doesn't feel as black and white. It's very, there's so many more complexities. And so I struggle with that too. So I very much empathize. Thank you. Oof. Thank you. I, I just appreciate that. It, it feels a little, it was a little scary to put that out there in that way. And it's like my reality. It's my truth. It's, it's what I'm working on. Yeah. I love it. What's a self-limiting belief that you've had to overcome? Um, I have a couple. So, so I had talked about Little Miss Perfect Pants and like that it, things have to be perfect for me to be able to do them. Um, that's that's very strong. I, I would say also a, a second is that you don't play until the work is done and. The work is never done. And so like that belief that that I can't play and enjoy life until the work is done, I am really working hard. That is a self-limiting belief. It led to adrenal fatigue syndrome. I, I am a driver. I'm a type A. I'm a type double A. <laughs> and um, my, my ex-husband was a type let it be. We were a great yin and yang. Take him out of the picture. He grounded me. When I would say on a Sunday, oh, God, honey, I don't want to work today. He'd be like, well, then don't. It's Sunday. I have a harder time giving myself that permission. And so I think that that belief is, is something I've been working on. And this year, I always have an intention every year. And this year, my intention is playfulness. I'm trying to access more playfulness. And some some I'm doing better than I ever have because it's an intention. But I tell you what, yep. that default, my habit is not to be playful. That self-limiting belief is to work and work harder and work more. Yeah, I, I can relate to that too. <laughs> so much. So to the point where it has to be scheduled for me to feel... I mean, it's, it happens. I just needed to see it there because what gets my calendar kind of rules my life. I know I need to let go of that sometimes and I'm, I'm working on it too, but there's, we're all working on something. Absolutely. You know? and, and to put a structure in your calendar, I'm guessing that supports you then to actually do some of those things that maybe aren't. Yeah. I'm prioritizing this like anything else I put on my calendar. So it's, it's time, it's time to do this time to let go and enjoy myself. Yeah. So I, I dig it. Okay. What is one thing you want to see changed in the world? I, I mean, our 10 year vision with my company is, is, is to create a world where people are thoughtfully fit where with the the social unrest and the the polarization uh of politics and the the 
the anti-vaxxer is going against the, the, the right? The, just there's so much that, that um, I guess, yeah, polarization. Mm-hmm. I would love to see people be able to be more compassionate, to be kinder, to be thoughtfully fit, even if somebody, especially if somebody has a different worldview than you, that instead of getting judgmental, you get curious. Yeah. That's Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that because I, I find myself too, to politics can be emotional. It can be this topic that, like you said, is polarizing and divisive. And I think if we had a curiosity mindset, it would, it would change our approach. Doesn't mean it would change how we think, but it would change our approach to how we engage. And I think that's really really profound, really a great way to look at that. Okay. One more question before I ask you how people can connect with you, because at this point they're wanting to know that is, um, what's one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever been given? Um, what is what is immediately coming to mind right now? I've got lots of good advice. I've had mentors. I almost always have a coach. Um, but but what is coming to mind right now is is when when that advice said, Darcy, you you got to slow down and you need to create space to grieve and to process and to reflect and to get your life in order. That and it probably was such a great piece of advice because it was one I could not and would not have accessed on my own. Um, sometimes you get advice and it's like, oh yeah, that's good. And I might've got, I might've got there eventually on my own. That is one that I would yeah. not have gotten to on my own to just slow it down, shut it down and get my house in order and to, to find a therapist. It took me five therapists to find one that could handle the enormity of, and the, 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 the like chaos that my life had become, um, that advice was great. And so now in different ways, when, when there's conflict, when something happens or right, my mom got cancer diagnosis, things happen. Um, that advice rings to back of my mind always like hit the pause button, Darcy, and be present in your life. Don't go over function over here. That's a piece of advice that I've used in different ways. It, it is, it's truly hit the, hit the pause button and give yourself that time to think before just going and acting and acting and acting. It's, it's a version of that. Yeah, that's it. Well, and it's powerful because it's clear it's done so much for you. Yeah. Having listened to it and actually leaned into it. So yeah, and it was not comfortable. I mean, sitting in my house, my daughters are gone. My husband's gone. My house is destroyed from a search warrant. The police were here for, I don't even know, nine hours. Every single room was destroyed. And I have to, you're telling me I I need to not go be with clients and go do keynotes. And I need to sit here in my quiet house. What? In chaos and this? Yeah. Yeah. And wow. My was That is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There are, no, there are no perfect descriptive words because it's just so much. <laughs> yeah. Much. Way too much. Um, now, the most important question, how can people reach you? How can they stay connected? Because now they're like, great, I got this appetizer of some strategies. So we talked about your yeah. book. I know they can go to Darcy, Darcy Luoma. Yeah. .com. Is that the best place? Yeah. What I mean, other I, places? If, if this sparks anything for somebody and, and, and you're looking for a witness and a, and a, and a cheerleader, I would love to hear from you. It, DarcyLoma.com, the contact tab has all of my information, email. Um, I'm on all the social media channels. ThoughtfullyFit.com has the, the quiz that you can take to get yep. your biggest hurdle. Um, but I, I really, I welcome anybody who this sparks something. I, I'll tell you what, does when, when, when I decided to go public after hiding behind this story for years, um, which was exhausting and I hated just like living a, a secret, 
when I decided to go public, I was scared that it would shut down my business. And it, the exact opposite happened. I had people come to me and say, oh my God, I've never told anybody my business partner embezzled from me and I'm embarrassed and ashamed and I can't talk to anybody about it. Or my husband had an affair and it wasn't all over the news. And so, right, oh, you, you name it. Uh, yeah. There are, people have struggles. And so if this sparks something and you are just looking for somebody to connect with, reach out, go, my, all my contact information is on my website and I would be honored to hear from anybody. Thank you so much for that. It means a lot because like I said, I know in my darkest moments, I just wanted to hide. I didn't, it was so, you feel so shameful. You feel so much guilt. You feel so much sabotage that you're, you're, you're afraid to speak up and because you're worried about judgment. Yes. You're worried of what are people going to think of me? This is terrible. Am I a bad person? You're not a bad person. You're a human being. That is what we have to remember. And so I, I'm so grateful that you offer that. And I'm up. so glad you said that because a lot of the examples I'm giving are when other people, somebody else upset you or did something wrong. We also make mistakes and we screw up and we do the wrong thing and we say the wrong thing and we hurt people. That's part of our humanity. And so if you're sitting there feeling um, like, like, like uh, uh, afraid to share, okay, you're human. You are not alone there. I don't think there is anybody listening who could say that there is not something that they would not want on the nightly news at 10 PM displayed in their life. We all have made Preach. Bad choices, right? <laughs> and that's okay. Yes. So, so learn from it and get yes. better and do better when you know better. Hey, I listen to Oprah and Maya Angelou, that's and in those right. conversations, they say, when you know better, you do that better. Is. So don't beat yourself up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, this has been a hundred percent the highlight of my day. I'm so grateful for this time. I'm so grateful for this space to be able to have this level of vulnerability and help one person out there, maybe more than that. But that's, that, is the, that is the goal. That is the intention. That is the purpose of this platform. And I'm just grateful that you can help to support that. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for um, being so present and compassionate and curious and making it a safe space to, to have this conversation. I can't wait to read the book. <laughs> I'm like, oh yes. But so you can get the book, uh, thoughtfully fit, yep. right? Thoughtfully, thoughtfully fit. fit. It's on Amazon, Amazon. audible. Yes. All the we all know how to do that much. If there's one thing we learned in the pandemic, it's how to use Amazon and, <laughs> yeah. and see, so. Right. Probably a little too right. much. Not, not going not gonna to try to hide that. Um, but yes, this has been so amazing. I hope you've been inspired today. I know I sure have. So tune in again next time. And thank you so much, Darcy. Thank you. Is anyone else still just in shock and awe from Darcy's story about her ex-husband? That is not your everyday situation. It just goes to show us that you can go to sleep one day and wake up the next and your whole world can change. Her whole life changed with a phone call. And that just gives you some perspective. When you think there is something that you can't handle in your life, just think of Darcy's story, and I guarantee that'll make you think twice. I think we all know, without me having to say it, what the action from today's episode is. And it is to take that purposeful pause. What is happening in your life right now that you need to take some time to think about before you come up with a plan and then act on it. We all run the risk of moving just a little too fast. Again, do not mistake 
today's conversation to say that you wait for eternity before you go and make a decision. This is to say, take that couple minutes. Maybe it's just a couple minutes that you need. Maybe it's that deep breath. Maybe it is going to have your lunch or taking a break before you deal with whatever it is that you are trying to deal with. Okay, that's what we're talking about. Think about that and then determine your plan of action. And the secondary thing that I would say is go get Darcy's book. This is practical tips. That's what I love about her approach. This isn't some kind of philosophical, nebulous, very difficult thing to apply. Get her book. It was a flavor today. Again, it's called Thoughtfully Fit, your training plan for life and business success. It looks like this if you're with me right now watching the episode here. If you're on YouTube, this is what it looks like. You can get it on Amazon, Audible, DarcyLewoma.com, ThoughtfullyFit.com. I think we've made that super clear. Here's the deal. As I always say, you are your only limit, so take action today. I hope that you've got some great actions that you're taking as a result of coming out of this episode. Y'all, we are so close, so close to the end of the year. We are in the home stretch. Give this month, I would say. Make this your month to pause. Think about your life and where you really want it to be. If there's any time for you to take a little bit of a pause, in the small and big things it's now before we turn the page shortly into a new year. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm incredibly grateful for you showing up with each episode that I have here on the Born Unbreakable podcast. Shout out to Ava Media Productions. I don't say that enough. It is always in all of the posts that I do, but without Aaron, and Ava Media Productions, all of this would not be possible. And I am just so grateful. I am in a space of gratitude. So I'm dishing it out today. Tune in again next time. So excited for the guests that I have in store for you. So keep on coming because I'm bringing it. Have an amazing rest of your day. Share this episode and I'll see you next time.